Listening Dog Media. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule We Get It is brought to you by Continental Tires. Hello and welcome to the Continental Cup Final Special. Funnily enough, brought to you by Continental Tyres. Uh, we're at Adams Park in High Wycombe because that's where we've just seen Arsenal and Manchester City slog it out. Uh, joining me, we've got a special guest, first of all, Sue Smith, who just commentated on that final. Um, we will mention as well, Sue, that it's absolutely tipping it down now. <laughs> I'm guessing the girls will be grateful they weren't playing in this. Thankfully, wait under the stands. But yeah, of course, and it was, it was nice that the, the rain kept off for the, for the game. But what an excellent game. Game, you know, good for the the women's game to show the standard. First off was probably a little bit, I would say, Arsenal dominated, but not really, you know, the, the most exciting game of football that we've seen. But then second off, it was excellent end to end, and and Manchester City with the uh, with the win. Brilliant stuff. And, and Izzy Christensen scoring with her head. Now, I need Kate Borsay, who's also alongside me, to just justify how amazing <laughs> a feat that is. Yeah, particularly when she's four foot one. <laughs> Not quite that, Izzy. We'll hear from Izzy a bit later on. Uh, we did catch a few of the players um, after the game. I think just generally speaking, in terms of the standard of football, um, a lot of comparisons, Sue, first of all, to you being made with the big finale at the end of last weekend in FAWSL1. Um, I don't think we should compare a one-off competition to, to that but like you say a very good second half um, but women's football getting a lot of headlines this week it really is and it's so good to see and I think that is because of the standard of the game you know that it is improving it is getting better and you know tonight like like we said first half probably wasn't the, the game that we wanted to see because it was a little bit cagey and that's always going to be in a, in a cup final but but second half it, it come to light and especially when Izzy Christensen scored that header you know it was an excellent ball in from the, the right hand side and you know it could have either been her or Tony Duggan they were both in there so it was um, it was good Arsenal were then pushing for the equaliser so it made it quite end to end but yeah it's it's improved no ends and it's, it's getting better all the time we have got quite a few of the usual components for our, our podcast so this is a continental cup final special so we will continue to talk about women's football we've got a couple of other topics coming up um we're also going to have our usual twitter topic of the week sean thorne will pop up with that a bit later on um and let's start with with a topic about the euro qualifiers that have just happened so we're going to talk men's f- football first of all and i would just like from you because it's just been such a top 
topsy-turvy uh, week of football in the men's game if you go onto the international scene. Quite a few shock results. So I wanted to start by getting both of you to just give me a team that you were really surprised to see a result, maybe a game that you watched during that period. Um, and it, it just really startled you. There were quite a few to choose from, actually. I'm going to start with Sue. Well, there has been a few, um, and I've got to go with the Netherlands. I think the fact that, that they got beat 2-0 by Iceland, um, you know, normally they're very composed, they work really hard, and they don't normally get beat 2-0, and, and I think the fact that, that Iceland actually dominated that game, um, and I think it, I read sort of interviews on Aaron Robin, and he was really disappointed with his own personal performance and the performance of the team, so that was a, a shock result for me, but I'm sure they'll bounce back from that. I think it's probably just a, a one-off, but there's been quite a few crazy results, hasn't there? <laughs> they have, they have. What are you going for, Kate? Well, I'm going to talk about the downfall of Germany. Not that I'm bigging it up at all, but as if losing to Poland 2-0 wasn't bad enough, then they then meet Republic of Ireland and it looks like they've got the game. They've got certainly most of the possession, certainly most of the gameplay. And up pops John O'Shea. He hasn't scored in ages, has he? And he just chose that brilliant moment to pop up and uh, not went into the back of the net. So well done to uh, Republic of Ireland, first of all. But yeah, Germany, Jürgen Love's having kind of a mini crisis there at the moment. And I know he's, he's kind of really, really playing it down. And a brilliant quote of his, we used to be the hunter and now we're the prey, you know, saying that everyone's out to get them. Everyone wants to get the World Cup winners, don't they? They had that friendly against Argentina and they faltered there. Obviously Poland, now the Republic of Ireland as well. So, yeah, despite Tony Cruz's um, really good goal and despite Germany having most of the game, they didn't clinch it. And that's so un-German. It's so inefficient, isn't it? Well, ahead of these Euro qualifiers, uh, we actually on the last podcast were discussing about which team, Sue, we were looking forward to watching and why. And I picked out Spain because I was saying, surely things can't get much worse than the World Cup. They've got to pick themselves up. Diego Costa's in brilliant form in the Premier League. Surely the tide is going to turn. And you'd have thought so, wouldn't you? You definitely would. And I I was exactly the same as you. I think that, you know, there's going to be a point where Spain will turn the corner because they've gone through that transitional period, haven't they? But they don't seem to have. <laughs> no, well, they started off. I can't believe it. They, they suffered a, a, a defeat, a first qualifying defeat in a Euro qualifier for eight years when they were beaten 2-1 by Slovakia. Um, they have bounced back from that since and got a 4-0 win against Luxembourg. But let's just talk about Diego Costa in this as well. Look at the form that he's in for club and then compare to country. He, he scored nine goals, as we know, in seven Premier League appearances for Chelsea. He's not found the back of the net in six appearances for Spain so something's not translating across it makes you feel like it's something behind the scenes it's something in the dressing room I mean as a player you can shine a bit of a light on that but if you're not playing well for country and you are for club would that ring alarm bells yeah it's a strange one and I think you've got to look at he's he's a key player for Spain and for his club and I think you know if I was the, the Spain man, the Spanish manager I would be looking and I'd be saying how can we create goals for him how can we you know get him in his best possible form because Chelsea do it so you know why why can we not do it and I think that's something that they need to look at because he is such a, a natural goal scorer and the fact that he's not doing it for, for country says something whether that's you know like you say is it something behind the scenes is it something in the dressing room does he not get on with the players or is it that they're not providing him with that goal scoring opportunity England had a bit of a disaster at the World Cup right so did Spain okay two very similar nations but Spain went into the World Cup on the back of huge international success 
coming out of the World Cup, we expect less from England. Why aren't we expecting less from Spain? I just think it's too early for them. If they're talking about rebuilding an ageing team, if they're talking about having to relook at their formation, I just think it's too early for them. And, you know, almost they could do with a couple of years out of international football to get themselves together and get themselves right before this ends up spiralling out of control even further. And one other thing I think worth pointing out is that the gulf between other European sides and the sides that we ordinarily would have deemed the top sides in Europe, I think, has shrunk uh, considerably. I mean, who'd have thought before um, the game that Spain, where, where they beat Luxembourg 4-0, it was actually Slovakia who were top of that, that group table. Um, so you're seeing all these, what you would have thought were smaller nations, um, really climbing towards the top, and it's getting unpredictable. So it's going to be an interesting uh, European championships in France, and certainly an interesting remainder of the journey as to who gets there. Yeah, definitely, and I think it's, it's good to see that, you know, you, you speak of the, the minnows, don't you, of the, of the groups, and, and they are getting, you know, marginally smaller, and, and you know, the fact that, that Poland beat Germany, the fact that then Scotland drew with Poland, you know, that just shows that the standard's just improving, it's improving in, in different countries, and, and they're looking at the, the best countries in the world and how they do it, how they prepare for, for big tournaments and, and qualification, and, and everybody seems to be doing it the right thing, whether it's their, you know, the strength and conditioning, their fitness, that they're, they're actually now able to compete with the top nations on that. And, you know, it, we spoke about Spain earlier, and they are technically the one of the best teams in the world, if not the best team. And the fact that they are ageing, you would think that the players coming through would be just as good, but it's going to take time to gel, isn't it? And in that, you know, big stage. So maybe it will take another two, three years before they again become world champions. Talking about big stages here at Adams Park, uh, the, sta- <laughs> the stages have been pulled apart around us if you hear noises and bangs in the background. Um, but we actually did get a, a word with some of the winning team. Manchester City winning 1-0 to lift the Continental Cup. Ecstatic, as you would expect, it's their debut season in the WSL uh, to get a trophy in their first season they've done remarkably well uh, we grabbed a, a word with a few of them didn't we we certainly did yeah they were clearly very over overexcited it's their first trophy isn't it and i think it's the start of something isn't it really follow us on twitter at offside rule pod and like our page on facebook simply type in the offside rule we get in there's only one of us Izzy, if somebody could have said to me, what's going to be the scoreline and who's going to score, then I might have said that you might have scored from your right foot or your left foot, but from your head? <laughs> yeah, probably the smallest player on the pitch. But um, no, I knew that, obviously, Crystal, what she's good at is getting balls in the box. And so, as soon as I saw the ball go down her side, I knew if I get myself in the box, there's a chance. And she, uh, she delivered a fantastic ball and uh, she's got her head on the end of it. I'm sure Tony Duggan will get a lot of the plaudits for the WSL season for the goal she scored. But in terms of importance of goals, that is it, isn't it? You've got your first silverware. Yeah, that obviously tops my goal-scoring career so far. Um, obviously a little bit disappointed not to have scored more goals throughout the season, but I think I'd take that one, winning the cup over, over a league tally. So, yeah, I'm really pleased. In terms of team camaraderie, because you've had a lot of new players you've had to fuse together through the summer and you're a new outfit, are you really impressed with the setup at Man City and just how quickly you've all adapted to it? The, the setup is faultless. We are extremely lucky to be in the position we're in. Um, we've got every stone covered, if you, if you like, um, with regards to everything on and off the pitch. Um, and yeah, I think that obviously if we keep working hard, we... Um, there's big things to come for this team and the Continental Cup final it just seems to get bigger and bigger year on year and this this time it's at Adams Park in High Wycombe and did you look around and think that that attendance looks pretty good to me well yeah I didn't really know what to expect with regards to attendance and obviously walking out at the start of the game like the crowd was it felt felt full and there was a really great atmosphere tonight and just thanks to the fans for turning out and um, it was a fantastic occasion 
I think we'll leave you with saying thank you to the fans and thank you for entertaining us. Thank you very much. Cheers. The female take on football. Tony Duggan, congratulations on a Continental Cup win. Is this where the trophy wear starts for Man City? I hope it is, you know. We've come into the game, we knew it was going to be a difficult one. Arsenal are always difficult and, you know, credit to them. They didn't, they didn't bow down easy and it was a difficult game. And, you know, I'm buzzing just to have this medal around my neck and pop a buzzing. How did it feel for you? Because the first half was a little bit stagnant in parts, but you really came into your own in the second half. Just sum up the game for us. It was, you know, we were, we, we've had a great day. We've had loads of team bonds and everyone's felt confident. We've come out onto the pitch and the nerves have set in and that's when the girls have struggled. But you know what? Fair play to us. We've stuck with it. We've stuck with it till the end and we've got the goal and we've won it. And tell us what happened at the end because all we saw was you sprawled on the pitch with about five of your teammates on top of you. I think it just gets like that, you know, I've slid on my knees and I'm celebrating, but they've come over and I've bent my knee back. I've been injured at the bottom of the pile, but, you know, I'd give me a left leg to win that game, so it doesn't matter. You needed the medics after that one. Um, and uh, tell us about the season. Does this set you up for next season? You know what, I think we've deserved it. If you've known all the hard work that's gone on behind the scenes, the team spirit's been unbelievable. I can't tell you how good it's been. And for that, I think we deserve the medal. And, you know, I'm looking forward to next year already. I don't want there to be a break. Off with you and enjoy the celebrations. Thanks, Tony. Hi, I'm Paul Merson, and you're listening to the Offside Rule I know you're going to be out of breath for this, Steph, but just sum up how it feels, because you're captain, man of the match as well, for, for this performance, and you've got a medal round your neck. Yeah, I think that was the main aim, was to try and win this trophy, and we've done that, but credit all the players and all the staff. We've had a really long season, and we've went about it the right way. We've been a little bit inconsistent, but we deserved that today. We battled. We maybe didn't play the best football at the time, but when we had our chance, we took it. You had that massive finale uh, last weekend that you were involved in, in sort of denying Chelsea the title. Um, going into the preparations for this, did you feel within the camp that you were going to win a medal? I think on Sunday was, um, there was no pressure on us. It was all about Chelsea. And uh, I think we kind of liked being the underdogs. And I think people had wrote us off. And um, it was nice to go into this game confident with three points. And um, as I said before, it's credit to all the players and all the staff. Lovely. Um, just final word on just the progression of the game. We've saw a record attendance for a Continental Cup final. Uh, we've also seen growth in terms of attendances throughout the game, throughout the WSL this season. Just your thoughts as one of the key profile players on where the game's going? It's gone up and up and up. And I think if you look at how the progress over the last few years, especially the introduction of the semi-professional league and... It's probably ahead of schedule in terms of a lot of clubs are going professional and it's lovely to see that the young girls are getting involved, we're increasing the attendances every game and we're getting the games on telly as well and it always helps increase the profile of the sport. Lovely, thanks very much. Thank you very much. Check out exclusive football content daily on OffsideRulePodcast.com. So we've heard from the 2014 Continental Cup winners, Manchester City. Uh, lovely to speak to them. Sue, so we usually have a WSL roundup from your good self. Um, rather than doing the usual format this week, we're not going to just give you the mic and say, go for two minutes. Instead... <laughs> <laughs> instead... Get set, talk. Instead... Let's grill you, though, about the finale to the season. So just to sum up what happened last weekend, the dramatics, and it was all in the final few minutes. Wow. I, I think that's all I can say. You know, the fact that Chelsea only had to win the game to, to win the league. And I, I just think the pressure got to them. I just think that they went out and they were playing against Manchester City, who have just won the Continental Cup final. So, they're, you know, they're, they're a good team. But 
it, it didn't just happen for them. And, and I think the fact that, that Manchester City went 2-0 up and, and then Chelsea then struggled to get back into the game. I think the pressure then, obviously, Birmingham were the next, they were the second team that could have potentially won it. And I think the pressure got to them. Karen Carney, who's been in scintillating form throughout the season, and she missed the penalty, which I felt so sorry for her because of, obviously, that's, you know, it, it's something that she, she prides herself on. She's good at set pieces. She's good at penalties. And to actually step up and, and take that penalty, but, but to miss, she, she probably feels awful. And then third place, Liverpool, you know, who I think we all, including themselves, I think rolled them out and, and thought, you know, is this not the season for them? They went out and, and won 3-0 and, and prayed for the results and the results happened for them. So it was a great end to the season. I think one that, that I don't think anyone could have predicted. If you were listening on the radio or if you were watching it across some of the coverage, it was a very entertaining afternoon. Such a great advert for the women's game as well. I spoke to Eni Aluko right at the beginning of the season and she said that she had had offers to go to other clubs. Um, Chelsea didn't have a great season last season and she stayed because she felt it was all working well, that they'd made significant signings, significant investment, got some great foreign players in and it was all set for them to do it, wasn't it? Liverpool, on the other hand, have had a slightly faltering season. It's not quite clicked like it did last season. Is it more luck that they won the league or is it... Or is it about them working hard enough to get to that third place and so that they deserve it? Yeah, I think it's about consistency, I think. And I think Liverpool started off probably not as well as what they, they did last season because they were so consistent last season. And I think injuries played a part in that. A few of their key players got injured. Rosler, I think we, we mentioned, you know, um, Lucy Staniforth, who they signed from, from Lincoln at the time. We did, we did mention Rosler, but that was in a pre-podcast uh, chat. I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to pitch it. <laughs> I was, we were saying how good she was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but yeah, she obviously, you know, was missing Lucy Stanford. So they've, they've had a lot of injuries and those players have started to come back. So they started to hit form at, at the right time. Um, it was all set up for Chelsea. They've got some fantastic players. They go forward at so much pace. The likes of Enia Luko, you know, the, the wide players. And it was unfortunate because it would have been great to have seen a female manager win the league as well. Um, and I thought it was all set up for them, but it was just the pressure. And I think sometimes when you've not been in that position before, it's difficult. Whereas Liverpool just went out thinking, well, we just need to win the game and, and see what else happens. And, and you could see that they played with, they didn't have any pressure, did they? And in the end, Chelsea only needed to get a point. Well, ladies, get your thinking caps on because we're going to round all of this up by I want you to think players of the season, managers of the season in the WSL, go one and two. Uh, we'll come back for that because first of all, we've got Sean Thorne with this week's Twitter Topic of the Week. Twitter Topic of the Week. This week's Twitter Topic of the Week is all about famous teammate bust-ups, probably inspired by Kevin Peterson and Roy Keane's tell-all books, verbal machine gun fire, or pretty much any sportsman who's laced up a pair of boots. Uh, we're going to start off with Sam Limbert. Uh, this week, who's gone for Adibayor and Nicholas Bentner's bust-up in 2008 at White Hart Lane. Sam Limbert saying it wasn't great. Huge egos having a meltdown in a 5-1 defeat. Uh, keep score. He's also gone for uh, Bentner and Adibayor. Uh, he's saying, fortunately, William Gallus was the captain that night. And a little sort of confused, smiley face to go with that one. Uh, D. James Jacks, he's gone for a really famous one. Kieran Dyer and Lee Bowie. I remember uh, hearing about that on Five Live and just looking forward to what Gary, uh, Gary Lineker, what sort of pun he was going to come up with for that 
during uh, Match of the Day. Definitely did a boxing pun. Wasn't disappointed. Uh, I remember there was a famous bust-up between the Bristol City players on a frosty Tuesday evening back in uh, 2006 against Northampton. Old Bradley Orr dropping the nut on his captain, Lewis Carey, uh, during a game uh, shortly before, days before as well, that he got jailed for a fray. So not, not good times for Bradley, but it was a turning point for City that season because they all pulled together and managed to get promotion that season. And we always look back on that game as the sort of turning point because we ended up winning 3-1 with 10 men. And also now Lewis and Bradley, City legends. So a nice heartwarming bust up to end on. Thanks, Sean. And thanks to those of you who tweeted in for Twitter Topic of the Week. I can tell you what, you have to be across our Twitter feed at the moment to keep up because we've got competitions coming out of our ears. We're asking for Twitter Topic of the Week. Um, A little plug, by the way, uh, that we also have a Euro podcast with HTC. At the moment, there is a really good competition. So go to the website, go and give it a plug. Oh, yes, go on. Arsenal play Anderlecht in their Champions League group stage. Uh, you can win a pair of tickets to that. Make sure as well you keep following at Offside Rule Pod because we'll let you know more, especially if you support any teams that are in the Champions League. Uh, you might be able to get tickets for those, so keep an eye on our feed. Uh, let's bring it all full circle then and talk about the, hot, the season as an entirety in the Women's Super League. Um, I think it's important that we start with a little bit of a reflection as well on attendances. I know, Kate, that you were saying there's some great figures for this season. Attendances has always been a bit of a concern with women's football and the investment in the five-year plan for the FA was always about making it better. But if you'd have said to me at the beginning of the season attendances are going to be up 30%, I would have actually been pretty surprised. And that's exactly where they're at at the moment. Sum that up with a really exciting final few weeks of the season. I think it's only going to get better for next season as well. So, yeah, attendances up 30%. It's got to be very good news. Yeah, I totally agree. That's something that, that, like you say, it's been a bit of a concern in the women's game that we need more people at the games. And it's not when we get the people in, they want to stay, but it's just actually getting them in there. And I think the fact that, you know, the season tickets are so cheap, you know, to actually pay to go to a game and get a drink and get something to eat is is so much less than if you were going to go to a men's game. So I think that's got to encourage, especially families, to, to come along and, and support the, the local women's team. So if you want to see Liverpool ladies, if you want a season tickets to the champions, WSL1 champions Liverpool ladies, how much is it going to cost? you for a season I actually have no idea Sue because I, I tend to go to them with BT don't I I don't really <laughs> see I'm the same I tend to get freebies as well so. <laughs> what, what do we pay Kate <laughs> 30 pounds amazing wow. 30 pounds for a season ticket that's that's really good City have got the most expensive season ticket in the league theirs is uh, 48 pounds but look 30 quid to see Liverpool for a season win WSL one that ain't bad I'm going to go round in a different order. I'm going to save you for last, Sue. Um, we're going to go for players of the season and who you would pick out and who you'd award that accolade to, starting with Kate for this one. Um, and can I just say... Duh, 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 duh. Gap. Now, will it be filled by a Liverpool player? <laughs> oh, God, she's got me. Well, I could throw in a curveball because I was looking at Arsenal... No, yes, but... Uh, <laughs> I was looking at Arsenal's Leah Williamson, but I've gone for Lucy Bronze, who was fantastic last season. But I just think, you know, to have two consecutive good seasons, and I know Liverpool, as we've discussed, have kind of faltered a bit, but she's, she's done really well. And I wanted to pick out a defender as well, because sometimes it's too easy to go for the goals, isn't it? Plays as a right back, if you don't know much about Lucy. Um, won the PFA Women's Players Player of the Year award. Now, that's a mouthful and a half for a trophy, <laughs> isn't it? Blimey, try etching that on if you're the poor, poor silversmith. Just don't say it to Arsene Wenger, given my recent experience of him trying to understand me, yes. If anyone missed that today, Lindsay was at the Arsenal press conference and she asked Arsene Wenger, she was the first reporter to ask about the forthcoming game against All City, as she <laughs> called it, and Arsene Wenger was like, what? 
And you went into a bit of a meltdown, like, have I said something? Have I got the right team? What's going on? And he was like, what, Riziki? <laughs> what? For a Frenchman who doesn't pronounce his H's, you should have known exactly where you were coming from. My, my comeback to that is I could have said Hill City and surely you would still know who I was talking about. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've gone for Lucy Bronze. Um, I really like her as a right back and she can play across um, the back and in midfield as well. So she's a really good utility player, plays for England as well, um, models herself on Branislav Ivanovic, if she's allowed to, from Chelsea. Um, Likes cake and ice cream, so that's why she gets my vote, folks, because at, because at eight months pregnant, I quite like cake and ice cream as well. But no, well done, Lucy. Another really consistent season. I'm going to stick with WSL1 as well, just because I've seen so much in WSL1. It, it, it's great for me to, when I've been at the matches, be able to know that I, I've seen players... Um, performing out of their skin and for me this one player in particular has done that on many occasions this season I think she's part of the reason why they were in that three-way tussle for the title on the very last day I felt absolutely gutted for her at the end of the Manchester City Chelsea game because I am talking about a Chelsea player um, Chelsea striker and friend of the podcast actually Enia Luko I feel it's been her best season uh, since the WSL was formed um, and she's been involved since the beginning times with Birmingham she's now with Chelsea she scored some brilliant goals her speed and her awareness off the ball I think she's got a really good footballing brain as well and, and the space she creates um, she's provided assists and her work rate I just thought that she really deserved that so I hope she's recognised at the upcoming FA Women's Awards but I'm wondering Sue, who you're going to go for and whether you're going to stick with WSL 1 or whether you're going to go for your league WSL 2 Am I allowed to have two? Yeah. Can I have one in WSL 1? Yeah. I'm being greedy now, aren't I? Um, I think WSL 1, I've probably got to pick who is actually a friend of mine, but I think she's done fantastically well, and that's Jess Clark for Knox County. I think, you know, they haven't had probably the season that, again, they, they should have had, and that's down to injuries. I think they had four ACL injuries, which is, you know, terrible for, for them. But I think she's led the line really well. She's normally a right winger, but she's played uh, up front on her own, and, and she's created chances for herself, and she's scored some excellent goals. I think she's in with the... Um, goal of this season you know I think she, she's up there so absolute fantastic season for her she's you know like I say a good friend of mine but also I think she's she's done well for them and I think WSL 2 I'd probably pick um, I've got to pick Fran Kirby again she stood out she's she's the player that's got into the you know the English team she she played against Sweden and did ever so well and she's again another youth young player that, that's come in and, and hopefully will be a, a bright star of the future do you think she's going to move that's a really good question. Um, and I think, you know, whether Mark Sampson's sort of saying, would it benefit her career if she did? But then, she, you know, she, she's got into the England team through playing for Reading. Um, and I know they've developed her and she's been there for a long time. So I think it'd be a hard decision for her to move. But it would definitely be a great addition to, to any team. And before we go, Sue, because I know Lindsay's tapping her watch, let's just get your <laughs> thoughts on the WSL2, of course, this weekend. I don't know about the watch. They're wanting to turn the floodlights off, but hey. <laughs> it's Obviously, it's, you know, it's the penultimate weekend. We have to beat Yeovil uh, to stay in with a chance of, of winning the League 2. Um, and we need Sunderland to, to drop points. So it's going to be difficult. They play Millwall away, so we're just praying that Millwall can, can do us a favour because it would be fantastic to get back up into, into WSL1. But I think it'll be the best team that goes up. Sunderland have been the most consistent. You know, we've dropped silly points this year. Um, so we've only got ourselves to blame if we, if we don't go up. So, yeah, fingers crossed. But we just have to make sure we win and, and hopefully put the pressure on, on Sunderland to get, 
get the result and hopefully they don't. The only bit of encouragement I can give you, Sue, is that um, for the WSL one weekend, they sent me to Manchester and they're sending me to Millwall. Oh, oh amazing. <laughs> hopefully that's a good sign. <laughs> and I think we'll leave it there. Thank you very much for listening to our Continental Cup final special. It's the offside rule. We get it. And make sure you download us again next week. Um, thank you very much, Sue, for joining us. Cheers. Thank you. And remember that you can follow us on at Offside Rule Pod. You can also uh, go to our website, offsiderulepodcast.com. Anything else we want to say? And we've got a couple of Euro shows next week, so watch out for those. Tuesday we'll see the preview show if you want to find out what's going on in the Europa and Champions League next week. Yes, and our Euro reporters are on those shows now as well. That's why they're not on on this one. There you go. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. The female take on football. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.